Shelton. It's Dainer and Jay. Ladies and gentlemen, hear that podcast, Growlin', presented by Visa, network working for everyone. Paul Dainer Jr. and Jay Morrison of The Athletic here working for you. I mean, this is... This this is technically an emergency podcast, Jay, but it's not an emergency like you. Oh, there was there was a, a car accident. We must react to this emergency. This is everyone saying it is. We we don't like how quiet this is. This is too calm. Someone talk to me. Put me on the couch here and talk to me about why this is not an emergency. That the Bengals have sat and really haven't done much of anything since the opening hours of free agency. And now they had to sit back and watch everybody else make moves and wonder, what is going on? Do something. Is it all over now? We're here to talk through that. That's the emergency tonight is talking through this, Jay. That's it's not an emergency podcast. It's an Armageddon podcast. The world is ending. What what are they doing? I, I keep Twitter right now feels like. The kids in the back of a car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You you may have gone through that on your trip to Florida a couple mm. weeks ago. Everybody is so impatient. That's what this team does. Yet they they got a couple guys early. They addressed their biggest need early. And I, I I tweeted this out. Remember last year, it was Friday, day three of the new league year before they officially announced their signings. Their it. it even though nothing's been announced, it doesn't mean they're not working on things. And and we talked about this on the, the podcast earlier this week. Lyle Collins is still a big deal. And I, I think a lot of teams are kind of waiting for that shoe to drop. That does when the Cowboys cut him, then I think you're going to start seeing really the ripple effect of of people going after other offensive linemen, other things. A, a lot of it was crazy today that a lot of these contracts that went flying off. It almost felt like day one. It almost felt like the Monday of legal legal tampering when you look at some of these contracts that went off the board. And the Bengals probably weren't going to be in on the Von Millers and Darius Smiths and Chandler Jones and those type of players. No, I mean, and you know, we can talk through a little bit of kind of what's been going on and and what's affecting things. I think Jay, that was a, it's a good place to start. Is he, what we do know is the Bengals are there. They have not made official yet. Uh, Alice Kappa, Ted Karras, um, as again, like you said last year, they they got to bring these guys in. They got to sign, do the physical, that stuff, and then and then it's completed and they're officially on the books. That doesn't that stuff doesn't always happen right at four. If you notice, you know, I think you know a lot of people were just looking and wondering where the Bengals news is. But if you, when you look around the league, you notice. I mean, not most of these guys that were are still agreed to terms. There's mm-hmm. some that have made it in. I mean, the Russell Wilsons of the world. They wanted to have him there for the message at four oh three p.m. for the news conference. But I mean, you know, a, a lot of these are st- are just still going to happen over the course of a couple of days. You get a few people that are in there and announce the signings early, but they it's a matter of getting these guys to where they need to do, putting them all together at the same time, <laughs> signing deals. So don't don't worry about that. I think that's something that some people have said. Are they, is, is it going to get? Is, is Tom Brady going to be tapping into Kappa's phone <laughs> and like texting him like, "Bro, we're getting the band back together down here. Come on." Uh, you no, know, I don't. There's there's no concern about that with Karis and Kappa still, um, in you know in on the books and and that will be signed before too long. The question is, what's going to happen next? And you have to sit here and. And watch as you know, tight end is still sitting here. 
uh, wide open, and and guys are ticking off the board there. And obviously, what's going to happen at the uh, the other offensive line spots? You've got cuts that have been made that have been intriguing targets. We'll talk through a few of those. The interesting thing, though, I think that to me, Jay has been the theme of these last two days and tough for, for Bengals fans to see and really tough, I think, for everybody in the AFC to see is the AFC is setting itself up to be an absolute bloodbath next year. I mean, it is just a load up happening all across this conference. I, I couldn't help it because, you know, I, you, I've hung out with you long enough. You're rubbing off on me. I had to go look exactly on, on spot track. Um, the top 30 average annual value contracts signed thus far, which is 7.5 or more. Um, the top 30, 22 of them by AFC teams. And a boatload of those crossovers, NFC over to AFC. I mean, we're seeing that. And that is not even getting into trades for Russell Wilson. Is Deshaun Watson going to end up with the Browns? You know, we that's not even Amari doesn't count Amari Cooper to the Browns. The, you know, things that we've seen that's just just free agent contracts, and then you you see the the, the quarterback load up that's happened in this conference. It you know it's really you know, they wait for the Bengals to get good, and everyone's like, no, 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 we cannot let that happen again. This conference needs to stack up, and it really that's I to me. The theme of the last two days is AFC gauntlet is set up, and it's going to be incredible. Whoever comes out of it alive. So, so when did you look at that? Does that include Von Miller? Yes, that, 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 that includes all the right recent we, ones. I did it right yeah. before we started here. We're recording this now uh, here on Tuesday evening, so I mean you can add more or whatever. But I mean that's it's it's part of what's happening right now. Is is the AFC is is brutal and. Uh, Particularly now, we, we've been making jokes and everyone talking about the the AFC West, and that's part of it. I mean, look, Chandler Jones goes to the Raiders to be opposite Max Crosby. You have Von Miller in Buffalo. Denver steals Randy Gregory to go uh, away from Dallas to be a defensive end playing uh, with uh, Russell Wilson's Denver Broncos. J.C. Jackson, you know, lines up to go and play with Derwin James and Joey Bosa and these guys. And Khalil um, Mack. And Khalil Mack <laughs> in, in L.A. for the Chargers. I mean, again, Khalil Mack, a name that I didn't mention earlier as part of that list that is traded for. Load up after load up. Jacksonville has signed every single player that's available on the market and paid them all at least $10 million per year. Who knows what's happening there? But, you know, you have all of that. And then look within the AFC North has become, I think, kind of a smaller version of the AFC West. I mean, if the Browns get what, what's going to happen with them at quarterback is going to be fascinating. It's not going to be Baker Mayfield. I mean, Chris Morton's is on TV saying <laughs> that the Browns said that they would like to have an adult at quarterback. That's the first time in a while that I've said, God damn, son, like to just something That's... reported on television. Like, wow. So who knows what's going to happen with that? But if they land Watson, because the, the Steelers have done unprecedented spending. The Ravens have done what they do, which is spending very well. The Browns have loaded up elsewhere. The division has really taken a big step up this offseason, too, over these last couple of days. Yeah, just look. I mean, the Ravens with Darius Smith and Marcus Williams. It's And Morgan uh, Moses. And Morgan Moses. 
But defensively, specifically, they get rid of, rid of Wink Martindale, and then they go and they spend big on free agency again, as they've done in the past. It's you know the Bengals put up all those points on them, and they're they're determined not to let that happen again. You mentioned all the money the Jack the Jaguars are spending. They they cut Miles Jack to do that, and the Steelers scoop him up. And now he's he had a heck of a game for the Jaguars against the Bengals in Week Four last year. He's still. It seems like he's been around forever, but he's still a young player. So he's he can be a difference maker in the AFC North. It is. It's gonna be it is gonna be something else. And you, I, I see why Bengals fans are worried because you see all this going on. But so so much of these huge ones that those, like I said earlier, those are those are not guys that the Bengals are going to be in on right now. It's about filling those holes that you mentioned: cornerback, finding that right tackle, which could or could not be Collins. Um, and, and or what center, they, I mean, they or center, they could still go to another yeah. interior line if they wanted to go there. And, and then tight end is the the big one because that is the glaring hole right now. And and those guys, even I, I had the list of guys that could possibly be good fits. And uh, you, you see Conklin going off the board, Max Williams, OJ Howard. Um, th- those guys are starting to disappear too. So um, we'll, we'll see. I, I I think tomorrow is going to be a movement day where there's that it, it just feels like. This is kind of the Bengals' mo, where they they wait and and look for value. And again, it's so much is dependent on what's going to happen with Collins and Dallas. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of reaching that that portion of the program where the best signings are done. You know the first the first wave you get you get the load of overspends and things like that, and then the people that come in later. This is where you find really the best work of free agency happens, and traditionally it's where the Bengals have started. You know the fact they already have two in the bag at this point. Although I would put Karras into that mold of sort of in that middle range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that is where you, you they would probably find themselves more comfortable or most comfortable. Um, Colin's situation is still hanging out there, and you mentioned it. Let's let's kind of talk about it briefly again. You know, it's it's kind of the same thing. We 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 were, the thought I think was that they would need to cut him um, to stay cap compliant, and they will once contracts start rolling in for Dallas. At some point, they're gonna need to do it to stay cap compliant. I think there was a thought that the Gregory contract probably would be that one mm-hmm. that they would need to, to when if they signed him, then they would cut Collins to to clear cap space for that. Um, but it didn't end up happening as they lost him to Denver. He gets flipped over there. But at some point, that's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. We, and, and Or a trade will happen. You know, there's, there's rumors floated out there that new England is interested who, you know, who knows how much of that stuff is true. will will pan out to be true. I still think the same thing that we've kind of said with Collins is that the Bengals are interested. They're not, I don't see them as being interested in giving up assets. Um, but I do see them as interested to see him in a place where they feel like his market should be. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but um, you know that's. I think that's the philosophy that they're going to have on it, and, and, and no one will feel bad about how long the Bengals have waited between making moves if it ends with something like Karis Kappa Collins as now the right side of your line. So I, it's really I think a big domino to drop and one that a lot of eyes are on right now before they move 
too much further, but it's it's hard. I mean, I think this is a very defining stretch here, Jay. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're at this point where you've you've done some nice things. You started off strong, but you need more. If you're really going for this, if you're really taking advantage of the rookie contract, if you're going to really have an effective free agency, this is the second step that needs to set you apart and show how aggressive you are, how serious you are about making things happen, and how much there's just going to be a layback and 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 in the weeds mentality. And I think a, a, we're we're kind of coming up on that crossroads right now. Yeah, we are, and it's still you. You remember back to last year, and it was. I mean, they they were a little over a barrel, and they are fortunate that they got it done. But it was it was not till that Thursday night dinner at the precinct, and really Riley Reef was the last quality tackle out there in free agency. And if they didn't get him, who Trump. knows what would have happened? Maybe yeah. Bobby Hart doesn't get cut, and he starts the whole year. Oh, right maybe they draft Sewell over Chase, or yeah, exactly. Um, so, but that that that's just another reason to. To not panic yet. To uh, I'm sure they have a plan, and it's it's was as we record this nine o'clock. We are officially five hours into the new league year. There's still quality players out there, and you guys all know what the Bengals are. They're not going to overpay. Right now, it's crazy money going out the door. Um, Just it it doesn't. You said it. It's it's a critical stage, and it doesn't feel to me like this is them just squirreling that money away to carry to roll over to to hit the burrow deal and the other deals next year that they're they're they are still interested in getting more pieces added to this team they're just not they're going to go about it their own way and it almost feels like you know they go to the super bowl last year they win the di- they win the division they go on this crazy run and it's the way some of the people, some of the fans on Twitter, it's it's almost a, that never happened. That it's it's kind of that same old Bengals mentality, and the, I, I get the frustration, but um, at, at some point, I, I think this front office uh, has earned a few more benefits of the doubt, and let, let's just wait and see how this week p- plays out before people start pushing the panic button. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be Twitter frustration, and there's all. I mean, look, there's <laughs> no one. No one's worried about the fan reaction. This isn't the Reds right now, you know, right? right. <laughs> where where it's like, what is happening to this team? I mean, they're in a, they're in good shape. They're they're trying to pick their spot, right? I mean, they're they're trying to figure out what the spot is where they can land and and, and how to best take advantage of the few pieces that they still want to put in place through free agency. I mean, really, last year in free agency, they signed you know, five real guys. I mean, they've. They've got three in the bag right now. They probably would have three or three or four more. Uh, I would say two, two, you know, some, some, two, three more. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. that'd be significant pieces left left to put into the bag in this thing. And so, what are those? You're gonna you're gonna pick wisely. You're gonna choose. You're gonna pick your spots. You're still there's still cuts coming. They're plotting that. You know, they've they've got the list of guys that they think are gonna get let go. That they're that are part of their list too. That maybe they're waiting on being let go. I mean. Collins is amongst those. Um, obviously, J.C. Treader was just let go by Cleveland. That's an interesting one worth talking about because I, I yeah, yes, because you obviously you could then move Karras over, um, and you feel like you've really solidified the middle. Treader, I mean, he's he's been reliable. He's obviously been a leader. He's the NFLPA rep. Um, he, I mean, NFLPA president, I should say. Um, 
he's still got some juice left in him as a player, but he is in his 30s. Again, we've talked a lot about them not liking guys in, in that part of the contract, but if if you had a chance to get him, you would. I, I wonder, and I think it's part of the equation, you know, uh, a guy who has been PA president bickering with ownership across the league, I, I wonder how that plays in a locker room you know is it going to be a thing of divisive complaining about the owners and you know Charter didn't practice much Browns fans didn't really like how he never practiced and you know he was kind of battling stuff I guess up there last year so I there's a lot to that they obviously didn't want to keep him so it's it's I don't I think people see names it, what cracks me up is every time someone's released it's like oh they gotta <laughs> sign him it's you're just they just cut him like if he was really good, they probably would have wanted to keep him. There's there means that you're talking about a player with warts and issues. And that doesn't mean they're not worthwhile at all. Um, that's not what we're talking about here, because um, a lot of it does have to do with money. But you know, it, there's there's more to it than that. Another name I'd throw out there that hasn't been cut yet in the same mold is Brandon Linder in Jacksonville, who's in the last year of his deal. He's been there for for eight years, I believe, all in Jacksonville. But he's a no dead money, nine million dollars on the books. He's had a ton. He's had a bunch of injuries in recent years, but when he's played, he's been arguably the best center in football. I mean, he's been incredible. He and he's a he's a they call him Gold Star Captain. He's been a he's got four four years, so the full patch turns gold because they run out of room for more stars. He, I mean, he's like total leader, captain, guy at center that when he's healthy can can be the arguably the best center in the league. A name to keep an eye on. Trent Baalke was talking today and said, look. Uh, I've talked to him. We haven't quite figured it out yet, a.k.a. I think we know where that ends. Um, so another name to keep an eye on when you're talking about some offensive line guys. Th- th- those are the things that you're looking at now, and you're weighing that against who is out there. I mean, another thing, it, it you, you kind of take the names out of the equation for, for the people, for you guys out there that are, oh, go get him, go get him. Go back to that Choose Your Adventure worksheet. And it doesn't have to be the same guy, but plug in a guy, a JC Tread or someone like that at, at the value that he would command. And, and you see, you just, you just can't go get, as soon as someone good comes off the board, you, you just can't go get all these guys. It doesn't work that way. It's Jacksonville's doing it. Some teams are in the position to do it. The, the, the Bengals are not. And it, it will be interesting to see what, if, if they were to do that, I, I still think right tackle and Colin specifically will be the, the main focus. Um, if they're going to do anything else on the line, it feels like 31 is the perfect spot to get an interior guy, um, and, and kind of build for the future there. We'll see. Again, there's, there's so much that can happen. Um, there, there's still decent cornerbacks out there that can be your CB too. That that is one area that has not gone crazy. Where guys haven't there, there have been a number that have been signed, um, but it, it there's still a lot of value out there at cornerback, and that that's the position: cornerback, tackle, and tight end. The, and those those are the spots. And I, I think there's none. Of, there's no tight ends out there either that are going to completely bankrupt you. If you were if you were planning on paying CJ Uzama six seven million, you still have that available to, to get a quality tight end so it's it's slow it's frustrating i get it but it's the well is not dry there there are options out there no it's not dry but you you you, you know you, a name like morgan moses goes to the ravens for three years basically five million per year and you think what are you doing why why wouldn't that be something that you would go six on you know, why 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 wouldn't you be more aggressive with someone i mean to me it seems like a perfect fit 
you know, for what you need. He's a he's a no donkey's no donkey. You know, I mean, he's a super solid, reliable guy who can play right tackle for you. Why wouldn't you have more interest in them? I mean, that maybe you know, again, Collins. You feel like you can get <laughs> Collins, maybe. I mean, and, and they and at a certain point, it ends up being that was a very low number for Moses. I I, I thought that we would see him higher than that, and it. it it's the kind of thing that says, oh, man, great signing by Baltimore. And what, what people would be saying about the Bengals, they would have done that. And maybe it, maybe it proves wrong if they end up getting you know, someone as dynamic as Collins. But it, then, it, again, that's why I talk about the crossroads. Because if you don't, I'm not going to be the only team after that guy. If you don't pull it off, if you mm-hmm. go screw around, you don't, you, you don't offer anything in a trade because you don't want to give up a piece, maybe somebody else does. And Dallas gets something out of it, or, or you, he ends up getting released and you don't get it pulled off. Then you're you're left and you're you're left hanging a little bit, but then you, maybe you go after some of these other names that are out there. All right, let's just take a quick break. Washington kind of named their releases today. Um, n- nothing I think to really be all that interested in, except for one. I mean, Landon Collins is a big name there, has connections to Lou Anarumo, but the Bengals aren't going to be bringing in Landon Collins to come play. Uh, on a, for a bunch of money when they already have Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Um, their f- future at the safety position would be just that, would be a draft pick who's kind of the future of the safety position. Um, Matt Ioannidis um, is a really interesting player um, who would be a three technique. And if you, you know, we know they really wanted to pair Ogan Joby and BJ Hill back up again this year, but it was just not something they could financially do. Ioannidis you know, might be able to. You might realize he's still young. He's still in his 20s. Uh, he was not as good last year. Uh, his sack numbers weren't great, but he still had a high pressure percentage. He actually had a higher pass rush productivity than either B.J. Hill or Larry Ogunjobi, and that was in a down year. In the previous year, um, his last health, full healthy year before that, um, he was dynamic. I mean, he was an incredible three technique uh, inside there. You want a valuable piece in your pass rush, and that can complement B.J. Hill. And that probably wouldn't cost as much as B.J. Hill. Um, just a name to certainly keep an eye on there because uh, they could solidify that pass rush and spend some money on somebody like that. If you're looking at it again, what do we always look for? Mid to late 20s, uh, still has good years. I mean, like Chidobe Wuzie, right, had a bad year in his last year in, in Dallas, but they felt like they had reasons why. He had the injury. There was a lot of other BS going on with their team there. You can you can explain away why maybe Ionis might not have had as huge a year uh, last year as maybe some others because he's still young. He's still a young player that can perform at the same level he did uh, multiple years there and in 2019, not that long ago. You know, you know another thing about him. You're right. He's he's young. He's 28. He just turned 28 in January. You know what else you like to get in a guy like that? Someone's pissed off with something to prove. <laughs> because if you're if you're hearing the reports out of Washington that his agent said flat out Washington lied to his face and they they are not happy at all that this release happened. So you you get a guy that's got something to prove that's still in his prime. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, Larry Ogunjobi wasn't he didn't have that that chip where he was pissed off, but he was on a one-year prove-it deal. He had he had something to show the league, and he did. And and that could be the the same situation with Ionitis. 
Yep, I, I totally agree, and, and, and exactly the type of signing you would expect them to make and maybe target. But again, that's things that all these things that can develop. Austin Hooper, tight end, uh, was released by the Browns and is out there a guy who's like, you know what? He he played really well, and he was signed for a big contract by the Browns for a reason. And then it didn't. He didn't quite have put up huge numbers. Well, how much of that's him? How much of that system? How much of that's mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield? How, how much you know? And and is is he a better player than CJ Uzama? Maybe you know as as a receiver. So and he's young too. I mean, these are guys that are out there. So when we talk about you're not talking about a well is dry situation. You know, there's a lot of opportunities to go out there and nab two, three, however many more impactful players um, and, and and really feel like you checked every box you wanted to um, over the course of, of this week. But again, crossroads point and, and, a, and a lot of eyes on the Collins situation, I think, I think right now and trying to figure all that out. So we'll see. We'll see how it all unfolds. We wanted to kind of talk this out with everybody. I hope. I don't want you to feel better. I mean, it's fine if you're mad and you feel like they should be out getting everyone. It's totally, totally get it. Like you got the, they gave you the, they gave you a little taste. You know, you get the, <laughs> the early taste is tough. This is the opposite side of, you know, Bengals fans always had to sit and wait and do nothing and sit there and be mad early. Now they gave you the early taste and the early hit. And, and, and now you're just sitting there and you want that buzz back, right? Jones and just want, I just want one more hit. Give me one more hit. <laughs> Give me one more hit of Leo Collins, you know, like they just you just want a little more juice, and so uh, that's I think that's where everybody's at now. They just want a little, they want another taste. You can't just give them a little bit and then then leave, you know. Bengals the drug dealer these days. Duke uh, Tobin the pusher. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, all right. So we of course will have any emergency podcast that you need. Uh, we do anticipate at some point this week they will bring in uh, Kappa and Karis and probably a few others and uh, introduce them to us. Uh, BJ Hill already did that the other day. Jay, you were down there. How did that go? It was great. He was. Uh, it, first of all, it was great just being back in the media room, and it, it felt weird walking up to the podium and putting your your recording device down while the player is standing there. And um, it, it's it was it was a weird feeling, but it was a good weird feeling. And and BJ was, you know, you've seen we he did a couple zooms this year, and he was he he was good, but he was kind of buttoned up, and he was just he was relaxed and all smiles. And I mean, why not? You sign that kind of contract, but you know, it is it's crazy. You think about it in a span of six months, he gets dumped essentially, traded away, plays in a Super Bowl, and then signs a life changing money contract it, a crazy ride for him and it was it was he it you felt happy for the guy and um it it, it was both sides zach zach talked first and how much bj means to to the bengals and then bj talked about how much he wanted to be in cincinnati he told people he wanted to stay here and we we've, we've heard that before from from some of these guys that that come here and end up re-signing because they just it's such a fit and and part of it's the success but part of it is is what zach has been saying from day one the culture building that culture in the locker room and and people really do enjoy playing for this team and we'll see who else is playing for them over the next couple of days as we uh, as the Bengals approach the little crossroads here. So uh, emergency pods will pop off as those things go down, and uh, we'll we'll 
be letting you know as they do and obviously follow on Twitter and keep reading the athletic and everything we've got across the site. There's just stuff all over the place. So it's a between baseball and everything going on there and the NCAA tournament and all and the NFL free agency. We've got the $1 per month deal going on right now. I mean, I, the amount of content across the site is absurd uh, right now. So uh, if you ever thought about subscribing, now is a good time to do so. Hopefully you will. Uh, All right. We will talk to you guys next time when something is actually happening. Hopefully we don't have to do another sit on the couch edition and talk this out (laughs) of emergency podcast, but I hope this helped. So everybody have a good one. We'll talk to you next time.